Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Broken the first rule. My, by the way, my daughters gave me some uh, some last minute uh, tips, and and the one said I'm not allowed to smile. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find it very hard, Calissa. <clears throat> Basically, Mike uh, also said to us that this uniqueness that we carry uh, of, of of us and our strengths, when we partner with God. It, it can, it can um, you know, really uh, be powerful and to basically bring what you have, you know. And, and then uh, my youngest daughter, she really encouraged me this morning. Uh, I saw a lot of the kids last night. We had a braai to celebrate my wife's birthday and, uh, and there was a projector that we used for the first time and she was in awe of this. She lay there on the ground and looked up and, and this morning uh, she said, wow, how does that work, Dad? And... Um, and then she worked it out and she said, well, it's, it's like a light that, that, that comes and it's small, like a torch at the beginning. And then it goes wider like that. And, and it got me thinking that, you know, the, the, the seeds that we plant and the, and, the, and the things that we say, it can, it can have a bigger impact out there. Um, and thank you for that, uh, Carmen. I, uh, I want us to tonight uh, to to explore um, to look at now what is what is this what is the minimum requirement that that someone needs from the side of of a sinner what is the minimum requirement for that person to to be saved to actually find salvation in the Lord and um, and then also to to, and this is very close to my heart, is um, contending for the hearts of people. And, um, and how do we go about contending in a, in a relational, often one-on-one situation? And I might just share some of my um, experiences and testimonies. And uh, yeah, that's, that's close to my heart. Now, why... Why do we? Why do we have to contend, um, you know, for 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 people? Um, we said earlier that um, people are really in in hell. A lot of people out there, and and people are desperate. People are living lives of of quiet desperation, actually. And um, a friend a friend um, challenged me the one time on on um, when we were out on holiday, and he said. Um, well, firstly, background. This guy actually went off and and went a little bit from grace into what we would call hyper grace and and universalism, and started asking these questions. Well, is there really a hell? You know, God is all loving, and there is no such thing. And uh, and then he said to me, Well, if you really believed that it was a matter of life and death. You would certainly go out and stand on the street corners and shout it out to the first person and all the time. And I said to him, well, if I really thought for me that that would be the way, that that would be the best way to reach people's hearts, then I would do it. But I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think there's a place for that. But what I want to talk about tonight is... Um, it's more about that one-on-one and how do we contend because my mission statement has become the following, um, that daily I will contend for the hearts and minds of those the Lord highlights to me 
for life in, in Christ Jesus. So it's about contending. It's, and, and, and contending is, is, is fighting for that person, you know. Uh, it can get a bit messy sometimes. And, um, but that's really close to my heart. The Lord showed me a picture of um, relating to one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 61, where, where he's the, um, like an eagle on, on a rock, on a high place that you can always go to. And in this picture, I go under his wing and, and he clothes me again. He takes off the old, you know, the, the heavy things I'm carrying and he gives me a new robe and, and, and breathes new life into me. And, and then he also showed me a picture of where, where there's a, a rope around, around me and I'm down in the river and, and it's a strong river with currents and streams and, and I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm busy and I'm trying to go against the stream and I'm, but I'm not, I'm not abandoned, I'm not alone. The, the rope goes all the way and attaches to his heart and, and I can always pull on that rope and he sustains me and re- replenishes me and, um, and, and that picture is, is just you know, about contending for people and... Um, Do, do, I, do I rescue people and do I do rescuing behavior? In, in, uh, um, you know, you've heard in psychology, you mustn't rescue people too much and help them take responsibility and, and all of that. And, and I would say, yes, I do. I do, um, I do sometimes, but not too much. And what I mean by that, I will... I will, help, I will help people um, and, and rescue them, um, but only as far as it allows me to extend grace and where it might preserve relationships for the other person's benefit, not, not, not to just protect myself in the situation. So, so I, would, I would eat up quite a little bit of nonsense from people and that, but it's that give and take, and, and it's part of that contending for me. Um, so... Getting into into what I really want to get into is that minimum requirement um, for for the sinner. And uh, for this, um, I um, I came across a, a a passage in one of my favorite books, which is this devotional classics. By the way, we uh, people and and for the youngsters as well. Um, it's not only about contemporary uh, Christians and what people say and what the musicians say. I want to urge you also to look a little bit in the past as well and, and, and draw from, from what you know, people um, like C.S. Lewis and these guys from, from days gone by, what they had to say. And, and this, this is one of those books. And this is about Watchman Nee. Now, who's heard of this Chinese guy, Watchman Nee? Basically, he was he was one of uh, one of the great Christian leaders of the 20th century in China, and and um, what he managed to to do was um, stir up this very dynamic movement of the spirit known as the Little Flock, and um, it was so successful really that they had meetings of thousands in Shanghai and and these places, and and so much so that it drew a lot of criticism from 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 the other kind of. Um, 
Christian denominations and 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 so much so that uh, that the the uh, communist government um, on trumped up charges they they threw him in jail in 1952 uh, for 15 years um, and he actually extended that later to 20 years and he actually died in prison but um, he he um, spoke about evangelism and. Um, and he, and, he, and he asked the question, what is, what are the, what are the, firstly, what are the provisions that, that, that we get from God and the Spirit um, that, that he makes available for us to reach people's hearts? And then secondly, what is this, what is the minimum requirement for, for a sinner? Now, on the side of God's provision, I just want to read from, from this some excerpts. Um, He says, how do we bring people who have only the absolute minimum of knowledge or desire for God into a living touch with Him? Now he says, God has made from His side a threefold provision for every person in, the, in that person's hour of crisis. Firstly, Jesus has come as the friend of sinners. Now that's very important. Secondly, it is He personally and no intermediary whom we are called to meet. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh to bring to pass in us the initial work of conviction of sin, repentance, faith, and of course all that follows. And so from God's side we get these three provisions that he's come as a friend of sinners and, and, and we often forget that actually because when we speak to people... Uh, there's an attitude often out there and, and, and where the, the, the walls go up and the defenses and, and there's like they are presented with this moralistic Christianity and, and we're going to judge them and they must you know, behave and, 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 and so on. And, and actually, if we look at it, Jesus came as a friend of sinners. So he came alongside them where they were, in the place where they were, in the mess, in the, and, and he was their friend firstly. Often in church we can get it the wrong way around. We, 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 we want to often explain the whole thing and the whole salvation and, and, and get people to repent and believe. And then Jesus will become your friend and that along the way. But Jesus came alongside prostitutes and people that were um, you know, really caught up in, in, in sin. And uh, so that's in the first place. So... And then, of course, um, what it takes is, 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 a, is a meeting with Jesus himself. It's, it's about a touch with, 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 you know, with Jesus. And like the lady who was ill with a hemorrhage, and she just had to touch his cloak. And, and, and it was often in, in, the, in the Bible you'll see that, that people just had to be brought into, into that connection, into that, that, that touch with Jesus. So that's the second part. And... Um, and then Watchman Nee says that in terms of the spirit, he, he, he says that he always, always believed that as he ministered to someone, that the Holy Spirit was, was there, was resting on that person. He says not, with inside, not inside of them because they, they are still sinners and they don't know, but it's like resting there like a light, just waiting for that little crack, that little opening. And, um, and that's been really helpful for me to know that that, that, that he's there to, 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 to actually do all the work, you know. 
So, so just imagine this, this, this light there that comes with you as you're now engaging with this person and, and he's there, he's waiting, he's just waiting for that, for that, uh, for that little opening. And then, the, for me, the, the most interesting part, he says, what, what, is this, what is the minimum requirement for a sinner? Does he, does, he have to, does he have to repent, firstly, of his sins? Does he, does he have to um, believe that Jesus died for him on the cross and, um, you know, and rose from the dead? Does, does, does he really have to believe all of that in the first instance? And he says... He says, um, he says no. In the first instance, um, he says it is a strange fact that nowhere in the New Testament does it say precisely that we have to believe that the Lord has died for us uh, in the first instance. We are told to believe in Jesus or to believe on him, not to believe, firstly, that he died for us. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, were Paul's words. So it's not that he's saying that the, that, that the whole picture is, uh, is less important than that people need to know about the atonement and, and the blood of Jesus. But what he's actually giving us here is a, is a, is a key to, to unlocking for some people that, that the minimum requirement, he says, is a cry from the person's heart to God. An honest cry for God. That's all. You just need to, and I've often told people, um, patients and, 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 and others, that you know, in, in their time when, when, when they're struggling with things, uh, that, that what you need to, you just have to be honest with where you are at. And isn't it amazing that, that in this analogy that, that, that the Spirit is there waiting for that person. We just have to be sensitive to, to help and to, 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 when that opening comes, to bring that timely word that, that, that He lays on our hearts. So, like the thief on the cross, do you know that He basically turned to Jesus and in that moment he, he said remember me remember me and, you know, and, and, and Jesus said he didn't believe he didn't firstly believe that Jesus you know, died for him and, was, and raised from the dead and he, he, he put his trust in that moment he cried to him and Jesus said today you will be with me in paradise so it took a touch it took an honest cry for help and it took a touch and the Holy Spirit is there waiting to, to do all of that work. So, I said bring a timely word. And, and, and this, is, this is also also something that I really enjoy and love partnering with, with the Spirit. Um, that when we are sensitive to 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 this moment, or that the person you know is there and ready to cry out to God, um, he helps us to discern where this person is at, and 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 where best you know to to bring that contact point and that that uh, evangel evangelistic message or the total truth um, of Jesus for this person. 
Um, and what we do then is we, we effectively also, we hold up a mirror to the person's heart and we deal with core heart issues and, and we can hold up this mirror and allow Jesus to touch them. You know, people, as I said, uh, people, people are desperate. Um, and uh, in Proverbs um, 13, um, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And in that moment when we can actually bring a touch of Jesus to, to these people, it is, it is absolutely awesome. Um, I remember being in, in, a, in a, a practice in the early days when we got here and it was in between patients and, and, and the, this guy knocked on the door and he came in and he had his gear for the, you know, he was coming to, to, to fix the plant because they had a pot plant there. And he, he said, can I come? And I said, sure, sure. And he comes in and, uh, and he comes there and he, and he checks the soil and he, um, he, he tested the depth with this depth thing and, and checked the moisture. And I was just watching this. Wow. And he checks it and then he puts some water in this little pipe, just the right amount. And, um, and then he dusts off the leaves like that. And, you know, it was beautiful. Pruned the one old leaf off and, you know. Uh, and then, then he said, thank you. And he politely left. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And what I saw, what the Lord showed me in that is, yeah, you know, this is how we. This is how I am supposed to approach it as well. You don't just come in and bash and, and and you know and Bible bash someone and you know and 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 kind of manipulate them and force them to 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 go that way. You 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 politely ask, and then you probe the depth. You you probe where they at. You can sometimes dust off a little bit the leaves and that, and you water. And then you politely leave. And I was just so in awe. And that picture stuck with me and has guided me uh, along the way. Um, I'll just quickly share one, uh, one incident that I, I don't think I quite followed those rules on, in this instance, but uh, it still worked. <laughs> so uh, there was this, this um, older gentleman that I hadn't seen before and, and uh, he comes in and I think I was sensitive on that, on that day, you know, to, 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 uh, to the spirit. But uh, he comes in and, and, he, and, he, and he had flu. He said, I've, I've got flu, I don't feel well and this and this and that. <sighs> And, and the Spirit prompted me and I said, um, after obviously examining and doing everything, I said, no, yeah, it's a, it's, you've actually done it. If you, it's, a, it's a spiritual crisis that you have. And uh, he like looked at me and I said, yeah, I, I, uh, I can sense that, you know, you're, you're in this place and, uh, and you're struggling and... and, and Something's not right, and, and, and you actually need to, um, to to seek the Lord and, and, and turn to Him. And he was, you know, a little bit kind of confused, and I was like petrified after that. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he he left, and I made some good notes, you know, just to be safe and so on, you know, for later on, comebacks and all of that. Um, I didn't hear from him for a, for a few years or anything. 
until his wife came to me the one time and she said, oh, you saw my husband, whatever, four years ago, five years ago, and I didn't know her, and I said, well, if he's fine and doing well, then it was probably me, you know, but <laughs> otherwise, and, and, and she said, no, no, you said to him um, that he had this, this, this um, crisis, and uh, what happened was he came to the car, and he just like, got in, and she said, well, you know, what did the doctor say? And he said, no, he said, I've got this spiritual crisis, and, uh, you know, he was like all confused, and and she had been praying for him, for her husband, for like 10 years or something, and uh, and it, it, something stirred in him, and he actually, she says, now with all excitement, she says, the next day, he said to him, I'm going with you, we must go to church now, and they went to one of the churches, yeah. He gave his life to the Lord, and you know, and 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 hasn't didn't look back, and and you know, so so there I didn't kind of follow those plant rules and so on. I just kind of went for it, but but still. <laughs> another another occasion. Um, there was this um, this very very old like war veteran that came to see me and uh, and he had he, uh, this uh, this really touches my heart because um, he, he had he had his jacket on like all smart and everything but he was a he was a hardened guy and uh, he says uh, he was a complete atheist and you know hard and hard and, but he was clearly not in a good way and uh, his heart was failing and he's and. And I saw pretty early on that um, you know that this was coming near near the end for him, and um, part of this contending that stirs me is 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 to go beyond. Um, sometimes there's there's um, danger element. Sometimes there's you know, but go beyond the the call of duty. And and I actually did home visits with him, and and I just. God just placed him on my heart, and next thing I know, um, his son comes out from from the UK, and and this, this son had been praying for his father also for well, the last 15 years and trying and you know just believing in his heart that he is going to lead his dad to to the Lord, and uh, and you know I just I just clicked with this guy and, and hit it off and and just planted some seeds and. Um, and and so he actually deteriorated and and he was going he was going downhill and um, and and his son actually got the chance like on the second last day to to lead him um, in the sinner's prayer and and lead him um, to the Lord and when I spoke to this guy afterwards he um, he the, the the old man before he passed he said you know. This Christianity thing had all always been some silly things about it, you know, that I didn't understand. But, um, but now for the first time, you know, everything makes sense. And and he, while he was quite um, nervous or he was quite apprehensive about this idea of you know um, rebirth and 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 healing that I was talking about. Um, I said to him, no, 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 not necessarily healing for you now, yeah, on your body, but on a different level. Um, he said, well, if God would have me, I would like to go there, he said. And um, he said, I was a complete atheist, but 
and I offered to pray for him and 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 he said please I, I'd be offended if you didn't I, I want you to pray with me and uh, and I actually got to speak at his funeral believe it or not um, and you know and, and in doing so and speaking about this and his change of heart at the end the, the pastor who was leading the thing he said um, I don't normally do this but we're going to have an altar call you know at the funeral and, and so close your eyes and, and, and all of this and and then I like peeped you know and and the, the, the son-in-law actually put his hand up and gave his life to the, to the Lord so you know and and that 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 whole and, and then and then the son came to our home group, you know this this UK, uh, and, and he came in and and witnessed to us and testified about this and and you know he's the joy of of, of this whole process. Um, so yeah, let's let's not be scared to 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 actually contend, you know, for for people. Just in, in, in ending off, um, I'm just reminded of uh, in Hebrews 12, um, it's, it talks about the great cloud of witnesses. And, you know, if, if, if I think about that, there, there are people from days gone by and that I, that I can't wait to meet, you know, one day. And, and um, you know, those guys are, are there. They're actually cheering us on, you know. And... Um, and I just want to encourage us to 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 speak the truth in love. And um, Psalm 45 says, "In your majesty, ride forth victoriously on behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. Let your right hand display awesome deeds." So. so so let your right hand display awesome deeds. Um, the Lord also showed me a picture where, where um, he came from behind and, and held my back. So he had my back, other hand on my, on my hand, and showing me open spaces, showing me things that he, have, that he has for me, um, people that, um, you know, to witness to. And, 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 and yeah, let, let your right hand display awesome deeds as, as you partner um, with the Lord. Um, thank you. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.